listening to Ouija Broads. This is Devin. This is Liz. Liz, what do sea monsters eat? Kelp? Fish? Fish and ships. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, right? That's a very good one. (laughs) I didn't make it up. I found it, but I thought it was pretty great. I like Um, it anyway. It's such a good segue because I want to talk to you about sea monsters today. Yay. Yeah. Can you name any famous sea monsters? There's the Loch Ness Monster. Absolutely. Um, Champy, the Lake Champlain Monster. <gasps> I knew you'd know that one since you were born in yeah. New York. Woman. <laughs> uh, and I know that we've had a lot of sea monsters around the Northwest because I tend to see them, but uh, uh, in terms of like when I'm doing research, not just when I'm like riding Driving around, around. boats and shit. Um <laughs> But I tend to leave them for you because I just really feel like this is so your territory for some God, reason. I love them. I, I love them. Well, you know how into cryptids I am and how into the yeah. ocean I am and how I don't mind touching gross, slimy stuff, which is a huge part of sea monsters, according to the research that I've done today. <laughs> so it's, Well, there's it's different good. kinds because there's like sea serpents. Exactly. I had a whole book about this. Oh, there's sea man. serpents and then there's... Globsters and blobsters, like yep. where they just get a big lump of stuff. Yep. And, and everybody like, pokes it and takes pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like, what was that? And most of the times it was a basking shark, but nobody believes yeah. the scientist. And they say, no, nah, it was totally, totally a plesiosaur or whatever. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then there's um, krakens and multi armed creatures of various sorts. Well, so you mentioned you mentioned Champ, who's from Lake Champlain in New York, Vermont, and Quebec in North America. There's also Chessie up in Chesapeake Bay, or I guess down okay. in Chesapeake Bay. Is Maryland and Virginia down from Washington, or is it lateral? I don't know, actually. Yeah. I think it's south. It, yeah, it's, it's got to be south in terms All of right. latitude and longitude. Yeah, our, we're good at geography. Oh, God, we're good at geology. So good at it. <laughs> Um, in terms of North America there's two others that I was going to tell you about today Uh, Ogopogo Ogopogo he's a fucking plesiosaur (laughs) I can't see that name without thinking of Venture Brothers exactly Um, Ogopogo is up in Okanagan Lake in British Columbia which I found out is exactly five and a half hours away from you in Spokane and five and a half hours away from me in Seattle. Yeah, that's not far because we've got an Okanagan County in Washington. We do have an Okanagan County in Washington. But I'm thinking, you know, if you and I ever want to meet in the middle of the state and go, oh, boo, there's nothing here. We just go five (laughs) and a half hours north and, and middle for each of us and we can go see a sea monster at the same time as hooking up. Excellent. How good is that? Um... So Ogopogo lives just a little bit above us, but then Caddy, the Cadbryosaurus of Cadborough Bay over here on my side of the state, is the one I really want to talk to you about, because that's the one I found a ton of information about. It's a Cadborosaurus, or it's a Cadbryosaurus? Well, it's spelled C-A-D-B-O-R-O. Okay, so Cadborosaurus, I've heard Cadbryosaurus, but I've also been told I pronounce things incorrectly on many occasions by, I won't name names, but, you know, by Liz Blodgett. 
<laughs> you pronounce certain things incorrectly, such as my last name. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Your last name is pronounced butt. Isn't it? That's I it. Mean, you nailed it. Yep. Liz Most butt. importantly, it's it's not a Cadbury Saurus. It's not a Cadbury. Made of delicious chocolate. I'm so sorry. It's not. I think that the uh, Loch Ness Monster should be a Cadbury Saurus because he's up there in the English area. The That'd English cool. area. Jesus Christ, Devin. You know. Get it together. <laughs> Listen, the accuracy of our geography decreases proportionally to how far away from Washington it is. <laughs> Oh, man. If I can't touch it, if I can't stretch out my arms and touch it, it, it might as well be 12 miles away. I don't a know where it's at. Miles? A whole 12 miles? A whole 12 miles, Wow. I'm so, right. I'm so done with you. <laughs> Cadborough Bay is near the southern tip of Vancouver Island, which is north and east of Victoria. If you, I mean, Victoria was my... Because I've been to Victoria, I knew that as a as a like a map pin to orient mm-hmm. from so maybe that doesn't mean anything to you but but it's like part of the sound it's part of the sound it's really close you could get to it um you know if you took the hour ferry uh from anacortes up to victoria then it's like less than an hour drive and it's right there so it's part of the sound Cadborough bay is between the washington coast and the vancouver island coast so it's definitely Um, a protected sound area but Mm -hmm. that is the area where caddy is reported to live most of the time you talked earlier about the different kinds of sea monsters and i thought that was really super smart because unlike a plesiosaur which is what i always think of when i think of sea monster you know like a a brontosaurus but with flippers Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. a caddy is supposed to resemble a serpent with a horse-like head so it's got the vertical coils or humps that undulate like a serpent would, but then it's got this kind of weird horseish head and front flippers. Throughout the last 200 years or so of documented caddy sightings, some people... years? 200 years are the most recent caddy sightings, but it's been in Native American lore for thousands of years. Wow. But I was looking into the last about 200 years because they've got, you know, written records. Yeah. Uh, Depending on who you talk to, it's either got small little hind flippers or it's got a tail that has a, a fan-like tail on it that does propulsion. So it's either got one of those flipper tail things like you'd see on, what, a dolphin or mm-hmm. little little feet flippers. Uh, it's supposed okay. to... Yeah. So it's, it's, this, it's this long serpenty dude with a funky head and he's just all flapping about in the water using his dumb little flippers to get by. Yeah, the humpback thing is kind of strange to me when I think about creatures like this, because I know it's so the classic sea monster yeah. look, yeah. but, like, water snakes don't get around they like don't. that. No, they, they go don't. They go side to side. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a really bizarre point for me as well, because why would you come, why would you breach the surface of the water and do this bizarre, like, jumping hump motion when, like you said, a sea snake would go side to side? undulating yeah it's not but efficient. still it's one of the it's not efficient damn it um that's still one of the i guess hallmarks of caddy sightings or a lot of sea monster sightings are those weird looking humps 
Every time I've drawn one, I make sure to draw those in, even though they don't make any sense. Right. But he's supposed to be about 15 to 20 meters long as an Whoa, adult. That's big. Huge, right? Uh, and he's really similar in appearance to how Ogopogo is described up in the Okanagan Lake in BC. I told you that I looked at maybe about 200 here years of history, but of course, I mean, just like with Sasquatch, right? The Native American, whatever region we're in, however they call the people who lived here a long time before white folks were coming in and like Instagramming sea creatures, they are in lore for a super long time. And he's got all kinds of names. So he's he was named Cadbryosaurus because the bay was named Cadbro Bay after the first European vessel went into that bay. Okay. But he's got a ton of different names depending on what tribe you're talking to. The mm-hmm. uh, This creature or a creature that's similar to it has actually been seen up and down the Pacific coast from Alaska all the way down to Canada. Or... <laughs> All the way down to Canada. All the way down to Canada. How about Alaska all the way down to California? Oh. In the 60s, there were uh, reported sightings of, I mean, and they called it caddy as well. People in California said that they were seeing caddy and other sea creatures playing in San Francisco Bay. Oh, it has friends. He has some friends, Liz. He's got some little buddies. There's actually a reported sighting of a daughter of Cadbryosaurus and his mate, which I will tell you about. Why can't it be Cadbrosaurus and her husband, Devin? <laughs> because the people in the 1930s, my friend, were not <laughs> progressive. Even a little bit. What's so, the point of being a sea monster if you can't even escape the patriarchy? Oh, man. You can't. <laughs> I've been drinking, okay? Getting political. What are you drinking? <laughs> Washington Cherry Hard Cider. Where is this from? Washington Probably Washington. Yeah, probably Washington. Definitely Washington. Made from the best apples in the world. Correct. From the Lake Chelan (laughs) Trading Company. Yeah, but it says... It's good. Sounds good. It sounds good, but you said it It was made out of... sass and political feelings. God, dude, you don't need help with sass and political feelings. You have those in spades. (laughs) <laughs> so talk to me. You said it was made out of apples, but you also said cherry was in the name. I don't understand beer, so there, tell me there's what's happening. Apple, it's, well, it's a cider. It's a hard cider. There's apples and cherries in the mix. This and is they f- mix it all up, and they get all fucked up so they can get you fucked up. Ye- <laughs> That's my understanding of how you make cider. <laughs> it's a fruit salad that fucks you up. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to start <laughs> drinking, because it sounds pretty damn good. It is good. <laughs> I always like to drink Washington stuff. I like to drink stuff of wherever I was. When I was in North Carolina, it was North Carolina stuff. But we have such good microbreweries, mm-hmm. good wine, good cider. Don't overthink it. Buy local. What a, what a Except s- if it's Starbucks. Did you see the thing I posted on Twitter? No, what did you post on Twitter? What are you doing? <laughs> it was in Albertsons. And they had Starbucks labeled as a local product. <laughs> It is local. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But <laughs> don't hate like, on them just because they went global, friend. I'm going to support local businesses <laughs> like Starbucks. <laughs> you know, like Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, or Boeing. <laughs> Amazon's a local business. Yeah. I support them almost every day. 
a lot of people never think about Washington State, but y'all sure use a lot of our stuff. Damn right you do. We're full of <laughs> smart people and sea monsters, I tell you what. Yeah. Smart sea monsters. Smart sea monsters. Super smart sea monsters. But Well, I don't know if they're that smart, because according to some people, they keep showing up dead on our shores, and I don't know how smart you are if you're dead. It's the only game in town, my friend. It's the only game in town. I know it's crooked. When they, <laughs> when, when the uh, supposed Cadbriosaurus carcasses wash up on shores, there are almost always another explanation as to what that carcass belongs to other than an unidentified giant sea lizard. Would yeah, you imagine? science ruins things. Science ruins things. Uh, I read an article from 1934 about the, uh, it was called the, oh goodness, I'm getting there. The Prince Edward, Prince Albert, let me find my notes. <laughs> no, keep guessing. We're getting it. Yeah, pr- Prince Charlie. <laughs> Prince Rupert. I was so Prince wrong. Tedward. <laughs> Prince, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> In 1934, there was a, a carcass that washed up on uh, near Prince Rupert, and it was called the Prince Rupert Sea Serpent. And the newspaper, uh, when a scientist said, oh, no, guys, it's not a sea serpent, it's a basking shark, they called him a joy killer. That's correct. <laughs> He's a joy killer. <laughs> Poor dude. Don't be a joy killer. Don't be a joy killer. <gasps> oh, man. Basking yeah. sharks are kind of the scapegoat. Not the scapegoat. Basking sharks are kind of the... Can I say red herring? But that's not right. It's just a pun that I wanted to make. But it's not the okay. right use of that word. Basking sharks are... When people fucking find... Basking sharks. Fucking basking sharks, man. It's, it's like lupus. It's always lupus. It's always always basking sharks. When people are like, dude, I found this really weird looking creature and it's dead and it's on the beach and I'm positive nobody's ever seen it before. It is almost always a basking shark carcass. Have you seen a basking shark picture? I mean, they're they're weird looking alive. Yeah, they're not. They're they, not all the way right. They're not me. all the way right. No, they've got the real big mouths, you know, and then their tiny little butts, and they just come and they scoop up all of the stuff on the surface, and you can mm. see all their, like, ribby gill things when they open their mouth. I don't know. I'm gesturing with my hand in these wild arcs, and you can't see that, but I know what I mean. I can't, but I'm, I'm picturing it. No, those yeah. those sharks, sharks with big mouths and whales with big mouths kind of distress me, because I know yeah. people are like, oh, they don't eat people, they eat plankton, but I think they would probably just go I, for it. I think if you were in the way of the plankton, they're not going to strain you out, right? Yeah. It's not me picking around a tomato in a salad here. It's- yeah, did you ever see that video of... Like, there's these predatory fish that are gathering these little prey fish into a ball, and then there's these <gasps> birds. I showed you this, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. are, like, pecking at it from above, and they got all the fish panicking in a big ball, and then this big whale just comes up and eats, like, prey fish, predator fish, and the birds. And just the birds. <gasps> out of nowhere. Just done. Out of nowhere. One and done, my friend. Yeah, That's... the photographer made the ocean a little bit warmer just then oh. when he saw that. <laughs> I think he was reconsidering his profession after that. I know I would have. Jeez yeah. Louise. Well, they're freaky looking alive. They're freaky looking dead. And they rot weirdly, they right? Rot like cuz the cartilage man. hangs out. Exactly. And it makes it look like the original creature was a totally different shape than basking oh. sharks actually are. Yeah, indeed. I would not. I mean, 
I wouldn't even have told you that was a fish when yeah. I see their carcasses. I, I also would have thought, oh, bizarre alien lizard thing swimming around in the water and hanging out in Alaska and San Francisco and doing all kinds of shit. I Sounds would believe legit. that for sure. I mean, creatures that we know about that live in the ocean in that area definitely go from Alaska to California and beyond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have all that kinds of whales doing that. Yeah. No, I don't think that range is unreasonable at all. Uh, I did think it was funny that one of the places I was researching on was saying that it's, uh, you know, postulated that they come up to or they come down to the warmer waters of Vancouver and I'm like, well, I guess compared to Alaska, but I have right, been right. in the ocean around here, and I would not say it was warmer than anything. Yeah, you could keep going and improve on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> maybe hit up California. Maybe mm-hmm. hit up Baja. Maybe I'm just going to keep going to the equator and hang out there. Yeah. Well, so we've got basking sharks, right? Mm-hmm. Another... Uh, uh, 1943 sighting was really promising. It was these two police officers. They saw what looked like this huge undulating sea serpent with a horse-like head in the Georgia Strait up there near the island. And it was doing that, you know, the thing that we were talking about is so weird with sea monster sightings where they kind of hop out of the water in these big humps. And these mm. cops were like, bam, dude, nailed it. We know what this is. They pulled out the binoculars and they saw it was a giant bull sea lion leading six other sea lions and (laughs) their movement in being in a line was what was creating what looked like humps and that undulating jumping out of the water at different times yeah isn't that weird yeah okay it was pretty cool so sea lions have also been misidentified as sea creatures uh, giant oarfish are also called the king of herrings, and they're another one like basking sharks. I herrings were more of a democratic people. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. I can't make a pun or anything. I just love it. I don't like oarfish, man. They freak me the hell out. Tell they me, just, tell me why. They, because they, they, instead of being horizontal like a fish, mm-hmm. they're vertical like yep. something that makes no sense. Yep, just like something that makes no sense. Did you know that oarfish can be up to 17 meters long and the largest... Not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it can. That's like 50-something feet, dude. And they're no, found, it may not. They're found worldwide. <laughs> you can't escape them. <laughs> they can't escape me more like. <laughs> Swim horizontally like a real fucking fish. Get it together. <laughs> Get it together. While we're at it, can we talk about halibut and how stupid it is that their eyes are on one side? Is that what? how halibut do? Yeah. Yeah. No. They're, they're, yeah, because they're, the, they're the stupid flatfish, and they swim like a pancake is just floating through the water with their eyes on one side. Listen, when I got enough money to take a year off, I'm just going to have to take a tour and set a lot of fish straight. <laughs> Listen, mola mola, stop looking like half a giant fish. Stop having freaky dead eyes. <laughs> hey, sunfish, get it together yeah. while you're at it. You look like a yeah. mola mola. <laughs> Don't care for that. Not one bit. Unacceptable. Shape up. <laughs> That's Oh my god. Hey, salmon, stop turning into zombies when stop you're trying turning to make into more zombies. salmon. Exactly. Aren't they so gross, dude? 
<laughs> eels. That's enough out of you. <laughs> enough out of you, eels. <laughs> Tired of this. <laughs> pipe down. But <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pipes, pipe fish are also sometimes uh, pointed to as possible sea creature sightings. So pipe fish. Okay, pipe what down are pipe fish? They're long and thin, and they've got really funny-looking pipey snouts. It's like if you stretched out a seahorse, I feel. Oh, a little trumpety nose? little trumpety nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so speaking of pike and muscalunge, get your dental situation under control. Can we talk about how gross pike are and how upset I am that they are in the world in fresh water where I expect to be able to step without being eaten by a fish? Not allowed. Can, Not allowed. Can we also disallow barracuda? Mm-hmm. They're really covered under this whole dental situation ruling. However, clownfish that live in anemones and like float around real cute, keep it up. Dude, you're, you're just, doing real good. You're just plugging Dory for your kiddo. That's you're, yeah. You're just trying Which to get free point. Dory shit from Disney. <laughs> I'm going to go to the aquarium because I want to see. No, it's cool. We went to Petco. And I mean, I that's close. At, yeah. <laughs> Petco, the Spokane Aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Northwest Seed and Pet is the Spokane Zoo. When you want your kid to see sickly breeder farm puppies. Oh, yeah. You want to know what Parvo looks like up close? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Handled. God. Oh, that's so sad, my friend. Mm. What's the name of what's the name of that? It's an extinct I hope it's extinct. It it was a shark or something, but it's got that lower jaw that goes in like a spiral. And it's Helicoprion. How did you do that? I think about sharks a lot. Yeah, you do. I was the one that wouldn't go in the Atlantic Ocean when I was with you because I was pretty <laughs> sure that the sharks were gonna eat me in about four inches of water. How do you I mean, know this and I don't? Because I think about sharks a lot. A like, lot. there was a point when I was swimming in the Atlantic Ocean, and I was just having a grand old time, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of little fish swam past me real fast in a panic, oh. and I was like, oh, no, oh. <laughs> I'm getting out of here Did before. You, you got out real quick? <laughs> yeah, I got out real quick. I didn't want to encounter whatever those fish were concerned about. Mm, it was probably a giant oarfish. Mm-mm. King of the herrings come to subjugate you. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Okay. So these are all the things that people think these... Cadborosaurus is, or they think are Cadborosauruses, and they get confused. But like, yeah, tell yeah. me, don't be a joy killer, man. Don't tell I won't be a joy killer. I'll tell you stories. Yeah, I'll tell you some good stuff. You want to hear about some notable sightings? You know I do. Yeah, you do. I mentioned the Prince Rupert sea serpent that one of the biologists was a killjoy for, but I just loved this. I read an article that actually appeared in the Galveston Daily News in Texas. I don't know why I didn't find a Seattle newspaper about this. But the Galveston Daily News in Texas reported on the decomposed remains of a creature that washed up on Henry Island that, like I said, was called the Prince Rupert Sea Serpent. The locals had named it Jorda because there was the Jordan River nearby and the locals said it, quote, must be the daughter of, I'm going to butcher this name, but I'm going to try it. It must be the daughter of Hyashukalik Cadbriosaurus, the 80-foot serpent in these waters, and his mate, Penda, who is a 60-foot monster. 
both who have been reportedly seen by hundreds of persons between 1932 and 1934. They sound extremely familiar with these creatures. They know their names. I couldn't find... how long they are. I could... Yeah, I couldn't find any other information about Hyas Chukalik and Penda. Hyas Chukalik and Penda and Jorda. And Jorda. But they felt like this creature that was washed up was their daughter, Jorda. How did they know it was a girl, darling? I don't know how they knew it was a girl. I don't know how they knew... It was anything other than this bizarre, blobby mess. The picture of it that I found looks, oh, buddy, it looks an awful lot like that fake Ballard sea monster that you posted a while oh, back. It's the one that's just a piece of driftwood just they put a, a piece face of, on? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this isn't driftwood. It looks, it looks like a 20-foot submarine sandwich. Just all <laughs> laid out on a plank. There are these little kids in the photo and they're holding their nose because it stinks. There's a dog in the picture who I think wants a bite of the sandwich. Sure. And it's little, you know, 1930 grainy photographed face looks like this weird deflated hippo-y thing. Oh, dear. So poor little Jorda. Jorda was examined by Dr. Neil Carter who was the director of the Dominion Fisheries Experimental Station, whatever that is. But sounds cool. It sounds like sounds like fish experiments. Badass job. He was probably attaching lasers to eels and stuff. <laughs> Good. He, he described it as sinewy and serpentine and thought it had been dead for about two months. And he said, quote, seagulls had been feeding upon the flesh and about all that was left was skin, sinew, hair and quills and a somewhat hair? elevated backbone. Hair. Quills? Hair. hair and quills. Hair and quills. You know, one thing that people find on a lot of sea monster carcasses, I'm doing air quotes around sea monster, is that they look hairy. And I've seen that when whales decompose, that's what their baleen looks like. It looks hairy. Mm. And that when their skin starts to come across, the muscle tissues and fibers also look hairy. So that's what I assume he's looking at. One of the things that people think, uh, or one of the reasons why people think giant or fish could be being confused as sea monsters is because they almost have a mane around their head. They've got some red hair-like things. So oh. if this was an oarfish, maybe that's the hair he's talking about. I don't see any hair in this photo, my friend. I see a floppy, long Subway sandwich. Do they have any suspects in the murder of Jorda? Well... Yeah, I mean, Dr. Killjoy here said it was a uh, basking shark. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what killed the basking but shark? What That's the, the bas- real question. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> or not. No, or not. Dr. Carter says it was a basking shark, but other sources say, I'm, the newspaper, the Galveston Daily News said, Dr. Carter said it was a basking shark. Other swamp gas. S- swamp gas. Other <laughs> sources have said that there was an interview in which he said it was an unidentified creature. That he thought that it was definitely not a fish. That it was a mammalia class. He thought it was a okay. deep sea dweller. And that he thought that there were four fins or flapper-like projections on the cartilaginous material off of the body. Hmm. There okay. you go. 
uh, that when it's described that way, it reminded me a lot of a, I think it's called a, I mean, this sounds stupid. I think it's called like a Basiliosaurus or something. It's a, an extinct dinosaur, an extinct sea dinosaur that kind of looked like a big, angry, pointy fish that had little flappers on it. Because he said this that, is where uh, oh go ahead I was gonna say he said that two of the flappers were about four feet from the head and the other were twenty feet lower and that's how this dinosaur um, I remember it looking at you know it didn't like have a neck like a plesiosaur mm-hmm. it was just a whole bunch of teeth and then little flippery uh, little flippery guys right there yeah I think I'm picturing the thing yeah. you're talking about yeah well he, I mean here's the thing that's hard for me because I'm not a biologist like my actual expertise in life is never coming in handy on this show at all <laughs> we'll but get there does it <laughs> we'll get there uh, she says <laughs> um, <laughs> the secrets of Medicare <laughs> Uh, what you don't see a lot of mammals with cartilage frameworks. Uh, no, you tend to have the bones. Have the bones is important. I thought. Yeah, I don't understand why he said that it was of the class mammalia when he really still thought that it was. I mean, like lizards aren't of the mammalia class, right? I'm also not a biologist. No, they're not mammals. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. I knew they weren't mammals. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what he meant. Is I, it possible that the category of scientist who's willing to come out and look at your rotting subway sandwich is not maybe the guy that you wish was coming out to look at this in 1934? I would buy that if you were selling it. Mm-hmm. I would well, say... Well, I'm going with what he's doing, though. Is it, like, especially with our new house, anytime we see anything, we don't know what it is. Matt will be like, is that the knob and tube wiring? I'll be like, it's a basking shark. It's a basking shark is exactly what it was. It was is an oarfish. Is that the fish. hot water shut off? No, it's a basking shark. No, it's shark. a basking shark. Are basking sharks real? Basking sharks are so real. Okay. <laughs> so real. Like, for legit. I know it sounds really insincere right now, but they're so fucking real. It'd be really funny if it went the opposite direction, that there's actually all these cryptids, but they just all happen to decompose in a way that causes scientists to believe that there's such a creature as a That'd be so shark. fucking funny. That would make me so happy. Dude, that's hilarious. But no, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen real life basking sharks. They're the second largest, um, second largest thing in the oceans. You got whale shark and then you got basking shark. So Thing there you or go. fish aren't aren't did I blue say blue whales are bigger than those? Sorry, blue whales are bigger than that. They're the second largest fish. Okay, and they're they're cartilaginous fish. They're not bony fish because the largest bony fish is the oarfish, whom you hate. I don't hate. I just need it to shape up. <laughs> I need it to straighten out its act and act right. You don't get straighter than an oarfish, Liz. They're they're a line. <laughs> no, it's perpendicular. <laughs> it's a perpend dick. You lure fish. I fucking love you. <laughs> I don't need any more of your latitude, fish. <laughs> so good. Little Sassburger. Yeah. Another another uh, supposed Cadbriosaurus. That you'll like, because people got real ornery about this one, my friend. It was only yeah. three years later. It was in 1937. 
a whaling ship in Nadine Harbor caught a sperm whale, and when they opened it up, they found what they called, quote, a juvenile caddy, quote, in its stomach. They said it was a, quote, odd creature. <laughs> like, no, no shit, right? The creature, the odd creature, had a camel-like head, fins, and a 10-foot body. That's why they thought it was just a juvenile caddy, because it was only 10 feet long. Okay. And the dudes that found it, they took photographs, and they had tissue samples taken. Wow, good job. And Right? So they were, they were thinking about it. They sent it to the British Columbia Provincial Museum, and the director of that, Francis someone or other, mm -hmm. uh, identified... Francis. Francis. You know, Francis. Director Francis. His last name in his, uh, my notes say Kermode or Kermode. K-E-R-M-O-D-E. -E. I'm just going to call him Kermode. Francis. Yeah. Fra <laughs> Old Frank Toilet identified this as a fetal baleen whale. He thought that, the you know. The Dr. Joy Killer title is a hotly contested <laughs> honor. <laughs> people were so mad at Francis. People were pissed at Frank over here. Mm -hmm. They said that the tissue samples that were sent to Nanaimo, which was a, a different agency they were sending tissue samples to, mm -hmm. vanished. And the samples that were sent to Victoria, to Dr. Frank, were wrongly identified by curator Francis Kermode as belonging to a fetal baleen well, and no one knows what happened to them after Kermode examined them. So the only tangible proof of the existence of heretofore previously legendary animals was lost forever. Pissed. Wow. Pissed that this guy was like, um, not a Cadbryosaurus. This is probably like a dead little whale baby. Wait, so it was a baleen whale? It was a fetal baleen whale? Yeah. And they like found it a, inside what? Inside of a sperm whale. How did the sperm whale get a fetal baleen whale inside it? Presumably the fetal baleen whale miscarried, is my thought. Or it died, and it ate the baby out of it. I don't know. Mm. We didn't... My, I'm going to go with my miscarried thing, and that it ate it. I've chosen to believe in the Cadborosaurus, even though I didn't know anything about it before this. You just like it because it sounds like Cadbury. That's the only reason you're going to go with it, because you want to find one and then hope that it has that runny little egg yolk center. Yeah, the old kind before they started making them at Hershey's factories. My favorite, favorite caddy sighting was in 1991. Wow, okay. Very contemporary. In 1991, Phyllis Harsh, who was a resident of Johns Island in the San Juan Islands, says she helped return a stranded baby dinosaur to the water. <gasps> who do you say this was? Her name is Phyllis Harsh. Phyllis? Phyllis Good is job, my Phyllis. new friend. She said that he had become, become beached, and she used a tree branch to lift him back into the sea, where he was able to make his way back into deep water. Aww. I love Phyllis, but for the record, she also says that she found a dinosaur skeleton beneath an eagle's nest, and has also seen a full-size caddy in John's Island Passage. Phyllis is the woman on the spot. Phyllis knows what's up. <laughs> Phyllis is our boots on the ground yeah. reporting on all the bizarre-ass dinosaur activity happening in the islands. <laughs> She's on it, dude. <laughs> so if there are Cadbryosauruses, I assume they are endangered. 
And if they're endangered, then we have Phyllis to thank for putting one back in the wild so that it continue to breed and eat whatever it is they eat. Probably Cadbury eggs. Fish and, and ships, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> you told me this. I pay attention. I voiced it on my own petard. <laughs> What good recall. I don't think we can wrap up an episode any better than that. <laughs> Let's not try. I don't think we can. You've been listening to Ouija Broads. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Ouija Broads. We would love it if you would follow us on iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe there. I don't remember what else we say at the end of this, but Liz will chime in here in a moment and correct me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, we say... <laughs> Live weird. Live weird. Die weird. Stay weird. Thank you for listening. I knew you were going to say thank you. That's what I do. Told you. That's what you do. Bye.